Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 1 Corinthians 16. Today, we are wrapping up now our second epistle or letter that has been written by the Apostle Paul. And as we've looked at these, we've seen Paul make some pretty long, uh, developed arguments, whether that was justification by faith in Romans or some of the different topics that he dealt with over several chapters in the book of 1 Corinthians. But sometimes uh, Paul can preach a whole sermon, it seems, in just a couple verses. And he gets into this rapid fire, staccato style imperatives that are so packed full of meaning and should prompt a lot of reflection and application from us. For example, consider just two verses of this last chapter of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. I mean, there in those two verses, he's not just given the outline for a whole sermon, potentially. I mean, he's given what you could turn into a whole men's retreat right there in those two verses. So let's take some time to look at all of 1 Corinthians 16, but then let's camp. Let's stay a while in those two verses and think about what they are saying. It starts, and this chapter gets into, like we see in a lot of Paul's letters, they end with some more personal notes, some more practical things, even some business matters, and that's where it begins. They are taking a collection for the saints. This seemed to be something that they were collecting and would be sent to uh, Christians who were in need in Jerusalem or in Judea, where things were tough. And he tells them on the first day of each week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper. And it's even from this, even that you get a lot of churches thinking through, well, should we include uh, an offering as a part of our worship service? Well, here's the idea on the first day of the week, and that's another reference to the day when Christians began to gather on Sunday. They were to collect these things uh, that would be sent to Jerusalem. And so you see, they are to have a love for those in need here in this chapter. Also, it seems that Paul really encourages them to have a love for those that lead them spiritually. Uh, He talks about his own relationship with them and how he hopes to see them again. And then he talks about Timothy. And Timothy is a a critical character in Paul's life, kind of his protege. And for both himself and for Timothy, he uses this, or he uses some phrases for himself that you may help me on my journey. And for Timothy, that you may put him at ease among you. The sense that, hey, you, you should take care of these guys that are serving the cause of the gospel. And so we see that in just the interpersonal uh, reactions. And then he talks about Apollos, who's been mentioned earlier, clearly an influential figure, um, but he is not going to come now. He's going to come when he has opportunity. And then he talks about Stephanus, and it seems that some of these men perhaps had brought something to Paul or brought a letter to Paul, brought news to Paul, um, and they have refreshed his spirit. And then he mentions Aquila and Prisca with the church in their house. They send hearty greetings 
All the brothers send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And then it ends with some pretty powerful statements. If anyone has no love for the Lord, let him be accursed. So there you just see, we are to love Jesus. And if we don't love Jesus, Paul denounces that in the strongest fashion. And then we see this phrase, our Lord come, which in the ESV, there's a footnote that then says Greek Maranatha, a transliteration of Aramaic. That's something, if I'm closing out a worship service, I will often say Maranatha and have a great Sunday or Maranatha and good night. Um, That was something actually the worship leader of my church growing up and the principal of the school I grew up at, he would say that all the time. This is where that comes from. And if you've ever heard me say Maranatha and you're like, I wonder what that means, but I don't really feel like asking, this is where it comes from. It's this word that's used right here. It just means our Lord come. And should not that be the cry of every Christian? Maranatha, we long for Christ to come back. We are yearning for his returning because we want Jesus to come back and make everything right as he has promised that he will do. And then he ends with his familiar close, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. And grace is uh, the common way that he closes out his letters by referencing the grace of the Lord and saying that it would be with them. And that's a good reminder for us. There's not a day that goes by where we don't need the grace of God. So that's a good thing for us to pray for ourselves. That's a good thing for us to wish upon others, that the grace of the Lord Jesus should be with them. And now let's go back to the mini sermon or the men's retreat uh, that's there in verses 13 and 14. And I, I joke about it being a men's retreat, but actually there is nothing about this that is only specific to men, because even this command in the ESV, act like men, is one that is given to the whole church. So let's look through these five different imperatives uh, together. And the first is be watchful. Be watchful. Now, that is the imagery of being awake, being alert. We should not get spiritually sleepy. And one image that should come to mind here is that of the disciples in the garden. Now, for them, it was very literal. And for sometimes you, it will be literal. There will be times where you need to be praying or you need to be studying your Bible instead of sleeping. You might need to get up early or stay up late or skip a nap to spend time with the Lord. Uh, But also, we know this can be used metaphorically to to speak about the state of our souls. We can get spiritually sleepy by just getting caught up in the things of the world, getting caught up in the things of this life, instead of being watchful, watching out for temptation, watching out at the world, and really watching for Maranatha, watching for the return of Christ. These are the things that we should be looking out for. The next command is stand firm in the faith. Now here, the faith is most likely referring to the content of the gospel. So standing firm in the faith, uh, the truths of the gospel that Christ died on the cross for our sins and rose again, just like he said. And we should not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, all right? We want to be, to an extent, open-minded, open to reason, uh, but there are things like 
the faith, these core truths of the gospel that our mind should close on. It's even been used as an analogy, you know, your mouth, uh, eventually it's good for it to be open to eat, but then it needs to close on something. Our minds should close on the truth of the gospel, not because we're arrogant, not because we're unwilling to learn more, but because we are certain. We are certain of the truth of Christ's death, his resurrection, and what that means for us. We are certain of what the response God requires from man is to repent and to believe. We are not wondering about these things anymore. We are certain of them and we are standing firm in them. We're not wavering in them. We're not backing down in them. We are firm in the faith. And then the third phrase here, act like men. What does this mean? Especially when in this letter, we have seen um, that we are to honor and preserve the distinctions between the genders uh, that God has designed. So what does it say when it's saying act like men? Is this only to the men? Is this to everybody? Well, even the word, if you look up this Greek word, it has at its core really the idea of courage. So for the men listening, you should see part of God's ideal for you as a man is to be courageous. You are to be courageous. And that has the idea, not just of confidence, but confidence, even in the face of opposition or in the face of danger to be courageous is what is really meant here by act like men and ladies listening to this. uh, Well, we need to honor those gender distinctions, but God would call you to, to be courageous. And we know our courage ultimately comes from a trust in God's promises. We do not need to fear uh, because we trust in the Lord. Courage comes from the truths of Romans 8. If God is for us, who can be against us? Courage comes from the truths of Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The implication being no one. So every Christian should be able to act like a man in the sense that we have a courage that comes from our faith in God. The next is be strong. And one good thing to remind us, because Paul is being very brief and blunt here, but we see elsewhere in the New Testament, Paul constantly reminding us that the source of our strength and the sphere of our strength is in the Lord Jesus. I think of 2 Timothy, where he will say, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, or in Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So this is linked to that idea of courage. We are to be people of strength. I think it's good for us to remember that strength is not derived from ourselves, but from our Lord. And then lastly, let all that you do be done in love. And this is not contrary to anything else that has been said. It is linked with it. I like what John MacArthur says on this passage where he says, love complements and balances everything else. It is the beautiful softening principle. It keeps our firmness from becoming hardness and our strength from becoming domineering. It keeps our maturity gentle and considerate. It keeps our right doctrine from becoming obstinate dogmatism and our right living from becoming smug self-righteousness. 
That is a good word for us. And we need to remember, we need all five of these things. We need to be watchful. We need to stand firm in the faith. We need to act like men. We need to be strong. And we need to let everything we do be done in love. So I want to encourage you uh, with those things and encourage you to spend some time praying uh, about those five more quick commands there in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. And I hope that you will be strengthened and encouraged and challenged as you think through those things, but also that you'd be built up by the reminder that the reason you can do all of those things is not really found in you. It's found in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. Maranatha and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.